Hello, welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get-off-my-lawn cast featuring the open-minded musings of two early 40s curmudgeons staring down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry of The Big Quiz Thing, and my I'm joined by my co-host, <laughs> Noah Tarno of American Caesar Enterprises. Noah, how it's, are you? It's opposite day, apparently. It's opposite day, uh, exactly. I'm doing well, Mr. Scurry. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm not bad on this sunny Sunday afternoon as we record this. I think it's gorgeous in our different cities across the country, but yeah, the, pretty uh, much, pretty the, much. The middle expanse, though, may give way to some darkness. That's that's what I've learned from life, literally and metaphorically. So this week, we yes. are biting off an oily little toothpick of a topic <laughs> in the personage of oh, one no, no. Hiram Jebediah Levine. No, no. But no. we call him Adam among the no, people who know Adam him. Adam Levine. Adam Levine. Levine, which is French, you know, which is French for the grape, as we know, Levine. Do you know what his middle name is? No, actually, I don't. Noah. That makes sense, right? Makes sense. Yeah. Well, it was his mother's maiden name. Never bar mitzvahed. Never, Adam Levine was not bar mitzvahed. Drake was bar mitzvahed. Adam <laughs> Levine was not. I just want that to be clear. This Continue. is uh, extra credit. You guys get a little yep. extra credit. This is great. So, uh, very quickly, Adam Levine is a painted fool who was born on third base, acts as if he's hit a triple. He is the lead singer of the pop rock band Maroon 5. He was born and raised yes. in Los Angeles. Yes. Uh, Brentwood. Brentwood. Brentwood, Los Angeles. Yes. That's uh, where OJ lived, right? Yeah, yeah, the Rockingham house, exactly. So maybe Adam Levine did it. Maybe, maybe he did it. Coach. Maybe that was his glove. Maybe that was yeah. him. Maybe he, uh, Cato Kalin was his uncle. We don't know. We yeah, don't know. Maybe. Our story picks up in 2002 for the most part. We're, we're Maroon 5. I'm not saying Adam, Adam Levine's story isn't important, but really the intersectionality here is with Maroon 5. They released songs about Jane, went multi-platinum, had a big deal. Since then, the band came up with four more albums afterwards. They've received three Grammys, two Billboards, two American Music Awards, MTV VMA, a so-called World Music Award. I don't know what that is, but they have one. And more recently, since 2011, Levine is on NBC's The Voice, uh, which kind of revitalized his career. It, it did a little bit of um, retelling the story a little bit and made him, uh, give him a new context. In 2012, he made an acting debut on TV in American Horror Story, which just sounded like a side project. He was in the film Begin Again, the second film, I guess, by that guy John Carney. In 2013, he started to become an entrepreneur with a fragrance line, a Kmart thing, a sportswear line. And uh, as you had texted to me, I believe, he is worth $35 million according to uh, yeah. some, some business no. analysis. No, he's worth more than that. He makes $35 million a year. So with that as your grounding, I, uh, I will ask Noah Tarno. Noah Adam Levine Tarno, what do you think of this little twerp? What's your deal? I want to read the lyrics to a song. It's not a Maroon 5 song, not an Adam Levine song. But the song is titled Adam Levine. Okay. And it's by a favorite band of mine, The Electric Six, out of Detroit. This song is from 2014, and it is titled Adam Levine. And the lyrics begin as follows. Give all your money to Adam Levine. But Adam Levine don't need your money. His eternal reign was decreed when Adam Levine was only 22. Four other white guys, too. It's a coup. Burn in hell, rotten hell, burn in hell, motherfucker. Burn in hell, rotten hell, burn in hell, motherfucker. Burn in hell, rotten hell, burn in hell, motherfucker. Burn in hell, rotten hell, burn in hell, motherfucker. And it continues like that. I love this song, and I read, I actually read an interview with uh, Dick Valentine, the lead singer and songwriter of The Electric Six, and he said, look, it's, I'm not 
literally saying Adam Levine should burn in hell. I, I actually think he's talented. I mean, he is literally but, saying that, but but no, go uh, well, on. No, no. I, actually, I actually don't. I think that's not who it's directed to in the song, literally. But, you know, it's just he, he's saying the ubiquity of Adam Levine. He's everywhere. You know, he's on The Voice. He's on American Horror Story. He's on the Super Bowl. He's in every other commercial on TV. And just that we're being fed Adam Levine and Adam Levine's being shoved down our throats. And I think the burn in hell, rotten hell, burn in hell is more about culture in general, that we're all going to burn in hell because we've lowered ourselves to the level of Adam Levine being the be all end all and everything that pretty much sums up what I think of Adam Levine. So that's it. Goodbye. If you would uh, no, like I to just... read past episodes <laughs> of our podcast, uh, go to iTunes, Stitcher, Look, this SoundCloud. Is, this yes. is, he's the McDonald's of pop music. He's the Jimmy Fallon of pop music. The guy's got star power. The guy can command a stage. Uh, his voice is pretty good. I mean, it's always hard to tell with modern pop music how much is studio trickery, but as far as I could tell, his voice is fine. He does the white guy doing the Stevie Wonder thing more than capably. Like I say, he's got the star power. He's likable. This music is very mediocre. Now, there's even something admirable about that, that it's very craftily constructed. What I find most interesting about Maroon 5 musically is, you, you didn't bring this up, so when he was in high school, he and a few of his high school buddies formed a band uh, called uh, Kara's Flowers. And Kara's Flowers, actually, when they were 17 years old, got a record deal. They were on Reprise Records, and they released an album. They performed on Beverly Hills 90210, and the album was released and had a slick video made, and, and they had a single called Soap Disco that it's not a bad song. I mean, it's nothing special about it, but it's very kind of late 90s American style of Britpop guitar rock. It's got a cool little guitar solo. It bombed. It sold like, you know, like 5,000 copies and the band was dropped by the record label and the guys in the band went to college and then they kind of reformed and basically the same group of guys formed Maroon 5. They changed their name. They changed their style more tellingly. Yeah. And in many ways, they got smart. They're like, look, there's, let's incorporate these soul and R&B influences. Let's mix this in with our bland, white guy, rich L.A. kid kind of competence. And let's make the McDonald's food. I think they honestly dug the kind of guitar rock stuff. And that was more speaking from the heart. And they kind of said, well, let's do something that'll sell better. Mm-hmm. And by golly, they were right. I think there's so, something to that. I think you're, I yeah. think you're, you're on point there. And, and I, uh, I, I mean, I, I find this music mediocre, but... It's so repetitive. Every song's very repetitive. And every song's hooky and it's got these these little piano and guitar chords that that are very, you know, like like um stick in your brain, very sticky. Uh so they they figured it out and look, skipping ahead, I'm jealous of that because I'm still in my art, I'm still speaking from the heart. I'm still doing what I find interesting, what I find creative. And I kind of feel like they said, "Well, fuck this. Like, let's do what'll sell without being you know, it's not the worst music I've ever heard. And now they've sold 80 zillion records and they hit it. So Yeah, yeah well, they, it, it's devoid of anything you personal. Go. You've removed no, any, any it's not kind personal of at all. fingerprint or imprimatur. But I, you know, I would yeah. like for the purpose... Well, well no, no, no. Sorry, asterisk. Yeah. Songs about Jane. I mean, this goes back 15 years to their first album. 
literally a reference to an ex-girlfriend. Adam Levine's ex-girlfriend. Yeah, sure. Now, I haven't analyzed the lyrics on an album well enough to know if these songs are actually about his ex-girlfriend, but, you know, at the very least, they're feigning towards personalization. Yeah, so, I know, but that, that's such yeah. a state-of-the-art thing. But I know. For, okay. the, for the remainder of this, I mean, let's just bracket this by saying that we are not talking specifically about Maroon 5. I mean, I think for no, the point, the, the band only matters because there's this front man. We're talking about the guy. I, I, I can't disagree with anything you said. There is this idea that much like Smashmouth, they decided to look at uh, whiteboard trends and spreadsheets and decide yeah. what is it that we can sell uh, to Gatorade. It's obvious that their their musicianship is great. They have yeah. a real command of what they yeah. do. Yeah, and totally. I, I mean, if, if, if you could think about somebody just, this is, I, I keep coming back to uh, Bruno Mars, for instance. You know, that was somebody I referred back to in this research. And I have some notes here. It's like, like Bruno Mars, he's really good at what he does. Um, you know, in the case of Adam Levine, it's almost like he was born into it. And it's worth mentioning that his family is kind of wealthy. They were, yeah. diff- there's a bunch of people in media. He kind of was born into it. Yeah, his um, father founded some uh, fancy retail chain. Yeah, they, they're like, uh, I'm not saying they're, they're yeah. not like Rockefellers or Soros's or anything like that. But you know, right. the thing is, it's like he wasn't just some average kid. He was yeah. somebody with a lot of advantages and somebody who grew up upper middle class in Los Angeles. And anyway, that's not the point. But the, 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 the thing is, it's like the, the, the fusion of greasy Los Angeles commercial, you know, singer, songwriter, sex symbol imagery you know, the talent and the training that comprises the package, rather, is, um, you know, that's, it's kind of impressive. It's like somebody really smart working for some alternate team or some opposite team. And, you know, you're trying to like, you really want to respect them, even though they work for someone who's terrible or they're in an industry that's awful. But there's this, this sort of raw intelligence and this skill and facility with what they do that you kind of have to um, give them credit for. And I, I feel like that's what you are doing. But I, I would like to just push that even a little further by saying, there is this insincerity, and, and E Weekly, in one of their early reviews, called it smug R&B slick deadpan. Oh, that's, that's and, hitting the nail on the head. And they said there's a twisted logic to Adam Levine's dispassionate delivery, right? It's as if he is bored with his own music. It's like, I think... Yeah. That he is sort of in on the joke, but there's this idea that he gets to be a, he gets to wear skinny t-shirts with his arms tattooed and his little uh, shock of blue hair or whatever color, and and he's riding the wave of this being Adam Levine. But you can tell it's kind of beneath him. You can tell that the guy has a lot of chops. You can tell that the guy can sing. In uh, his his voice is a lot more robust than he's calling it into. You know, he's using it on his in his songs. Um, he's got a really deep octave range um and and obviously their music influences are really broad too and they decided to they decided to like stick with the sort of prince guitar based smooth um soul funk rock fusion they picked something that's saleable and they stuck with it in spite of all that now that would naturally just kill it for me however there is something about him because it does look like he is bored with it it looks like he is kind of like going along with it because it's a great deal and you'd be an idiot to turn your nose up at it and it's given him every advantage in the world. I think that there is, in a, in a parallel universe, not the one we live in, but some other Earth X, <laughs> you know, the, the mirror yeah. mirror from, sure, the, from sure. the city of the edge of forever, yeah. where yeah. he is doing other things that are way more interesting and he's, he's kind of like a, a polymath or an opsimath where he's able to play a lot of music. He's doing interesting things. 
He is taking risks stylistically. There'd be room for that kind of thing if he wasn't so wedded to the idea of Adam Levine being this oleaginous toothpick. I don't agree with you that Adam Levine has hidden untapped depths. I'm not getting it from this guy. I, I watched clips of him on The Voice, and I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of why people love him. Like I say, yes, star power. If you go back and watch that Kara's Flowers video, it's very interesting because you barely recognize him at first. He looks so young, and he looks different, and you really see the star hasn't quite burst forward. But you see these little moments where you're like, oh, yeah, this, this guy's got a thing away. And then he totally unleashed it by the time he was in Maroon 5. He, he, he was playing guitar in that band, and now he's not. And then the voice, it just becomes completely out there. He's the, the rakish bad boy rebel without being too bad. I watched a 10-minute video on YouTube of Adam Lean's funniest moments on The Voice, and, like, none of it was funny. It was, like, very simplistic funny. It was, you know, Blake Shelton's giving an interview, and he horns it on the interview and makes some joke about... You know, like, I love you, let's, honey, let's, let's go to marriage therapy or whatever. Uh, just very much like very simplistic ideas of what a funny bad boy is. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're right. Maybe there are unhidden depths and he's completely cynical. But I'm not seeing them peek forward. He could be a shallow guy and be talented. He could be a shallow guy and have a good understanding of what markets and what sells. And that's not to say he's a bad guy. We were talking about this before the recording. Like, look, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't get the impression, I don't, I could be wrong, because, hey, we were all wrong about Bill Cosby. I don't get the impression that the bad boy, Adam Levine, is as bad as other people in entertainment. Like, we were saying the one big controversy, the negative accusation of Adam Levine, is someone sued or complained, some woman who worked in an office, like a record label or something, that he creates a hostile work environment because he's always in there smoking weed. And I'm like, really? This is the worst thing about this rock star? I think he's okay. You know, I can believe that all the Victoria's Secret models he slept with over the years, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he didn't rape or sexually assault any of them. That, you know, none of them think he's an evil man. I'm not saying that he's no coward. I'm not saying that he's, uh, <laughs> you know, he's some scribe for the ages. Yeah. The, yeah. the smartest no, thing goes a long way. And again, I, I feel like maybe if, if I'm projecting this on him, I'll take it. And, and maybe this is what I need to be able to, you know, live in this crazy world from one day to the next, is to see some sort of hidden depth in this guy, to, to impute layers onto him he might not have. But I liked all the uh, behind-the-scenes stuff that he was doing um, on The Voice where he was taking the piss out of Blake Shelton. I don't really think he's taking the piss out of him. I think it's the most basic Jimmy Fallon-esque hey, I'm going to be the rebel, but I'm still going to support the bottom line kind of stuff. You, you may be just a little too harsh on the guy. In this one instance, that's all. All right, um, fine. I, I mean, I just, look, I, I, but, but, but unlike you, I think he's being honest. Uh, I, I, not, uh, not that you're being dishonest. I think he's being honest, and like you think he's being calculated. I think this is yeah. literally what he thinks is funny in taking the piss out of people. He's stuck uh, being this guy. It's like no matter what he was at the yeah, beginning, he what he wanted, he's he's chilled. Like his gelatin has now assumed the form of the mold. And he's, you know, you know, you become the thing that you're selling. And there's no way that Adam Levine has not become Mr. Los Angeles, Mr. Viper Room at this point. And look, I, I don't think the character he plays is that different from who he really is. It's not a case of like Andrew Dice Clay, who at first was literally playing a character and yeah, success yeah. turned him into that character. I just want to add one more thing. If you talk about music these days, it, it, it's always relevant to talk about music videos. And I find Maroon 5's music videos to be 
very contrived. I mean, I, I get, you know, they have a video, what song, Don't Want to Know, they're all dressed up as Pokemon creatures getting chased. And of course, they have celebrity guest stars in it. And the video for Moves Like Jagger, people dancing like Mick Jagger, uh, holding up Mick Jagger, but the lyrics, other than saying his name, aren't about Mick Jagger. And the music doesn't sound like the Stones. I mean, a little like their <laughs> 70s disco phase. The is like yeah. the least Stonesy thing I've ever heard. Yeah, the video much. for Sugar, I was telling you before, drives me up the fucking wall. Because the conceit is Maroon 5's driving around L.A. surprising people at weddings by performing at their wedding. But, like, the people are reacting. And they're all actors. People are reacting like they just won the fucking Stanley Cup because Maroon 5 is showing up at their wedding. Like, that's the greatest thing that could ever happen to someone. Why is Adam Aloysius Levine popular? He strikes the bad boy image without being too dangerous. He's got star power. He's cute. He knows how to work it. Did you watch his monologue from when he hosted SNL? Yeah, I saw it. Sure. Oh, good Christ, my God. Taking his shirt off at the end. And, of course, the understanding <laughs> of the truism that we always talk about, that what do people love more than anything else in modern entertainment? Celebrity. Celebrities. So you bring out Jerry Seinfeld referring to his TV show, making a, a slightly off-color joke about being Jewish. You bring out uh, Andy Samberg. You bring out Cameron Diaz making a joke about uh, Ben Stiller's cum in There's Something About Mary. It's not funny. It's just, I remember that. So the whole war, Adam Levine Incorporated knows those buttons, knows how to push them, and pushes them hard. And look, I'll give him credit. He's got the talent and he's got the tools to do it. They couldn't have put a robot up there and done the same. One of my problems with someone like Britney Spears is I think she has no talent and she's entirely a construction. Yeah. Adam Levine is a combination of the construction. It helps when you cook with the right ingredients. And I think that I think Adam Levine is the right ingredients for what they're trying to do. With Adam Levine, they decided to make uh, it's almost like a bespoke version of fame for him based on yes. what it is he had to offer the world. And that's one of the lessons that you've taken um in the post Britney Spears pop environment where, you know, people swung wildly between trying to make things out of people that, that weren't necessarily there. And in Britney Spears case, that's like Donald Trump. You know, people are going to see something there that was never there and they're just going to swear it's there until they're dead. And he, he is designed to be this perpetual sort of older, um, wet willy in the ear, spitball from the back of the class, smart ass brother. It's this so... It's so simplistic and so contrived and it so is. cliche. And, you know, for a guy, I'm sure he doesn't read books. Oh. And I'm sure, oh. he, you know, he's, he's not into uh, Slavoj Vizek. He has not read he's, he's The Perverse Guide with, to Ideology. He is obsessed with yoga. Look up his quotes about yoga yeah. and how it freezes. Oh, fuck you. What I'm saying like, is could he, you be more of a Hollywood cliche? If, if he had more depth, if he if he was, in fact, reading Schopenhauer, and if he was able to engage in, uh, you know, a dialogue with Ovid, then, you know, I, I feel like his persona would be a lot <laughs> deeper than the sort of high school, generic, uh, perpetual teenager that he's giving us. I mean, th there's going to be a time where he's in his 50s, and he's still really going to be trying really hard, first yeah. of all, to maintain that physique, to maintain yeah. the effortless cool, to make sure that his eyes never open more than halfway because he always yeah. looks like he's just above it all. And he's, and and he's not going to succeed. You know why? Why? Because he's not Mick Jagger. And I got, I got problems with Mick Jagger as a... I love the Stones, but I got problems with Mick Jagger as kind of a 
a celebrity icon, mm-hmm. but Jagger never let his talent slide. You know, he kept that up. He yeah. earned the right to be a symbol of 80s excess and shallowness because the guy's fucking talented. And Adam Levine doesn't have that. Do you know, do you know who I see a lot of in Adam Levine? And we haven't mentioned his name so far, but I think yeah. it's the elephant in the room is yeah. uh, Gigi Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have more regard for Adam Levine, his persona, and or the music of Maroon 5 if you were much younger? Yeah, I think so, because I didn't have x-ray vision then, or at least I wasn't able to read tea leaves as well as I am now. Uh, Cynical though I might have been, there's still an easy way to hoodwink a young Bill, and that is to make something that sounds like it's the kind of thing that cool people I know we're going to listen to. And um, I mean, I tried as a kid to enjoy the things that I thought cool people that that cool people evinced interest in. I was telling myself, oh, yeah, I enjoy this thing, too. It wasn't until I was in my 20s that I realized I hated that shit. You know, and that's like (laughs) I was just like pretending to like R.E.M., pretending to like all these bands that I just didn't give a shit about because this is what the people in the. You know, the, the, the sort of preppy kids that I went to school with in high school were into. Or, or you know, cool people would have listened to it at dance. And, um, yeah, I think it would have been very easy to pull one over on me. I mean, and the thing is, that it's tell me if the music isn't designed to do exactly that. It's, sure. it's, it's, sure. his, his, it, rather than songs for songs about Jane, it should have been called music for 15-year-olds to listen to because that's kind of the deal. If you're a guy, you want to be him. You know, you want to smell like Axe body spray and wear his skinny yeah. t-shirts. And if you're Absolutely. a woman, if Absolutely. you're a woman, you want to like ride his jock. And so, um, <laughs> I, for me, this this feels like this is the least complex of the questions because yeah. it is yeah. like a, a missile aimed yeah. right at a uh, middle yeah. teenager. No, I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, I don't see myself being a big Maroon Five fan, but like in my pre, you know, discovering classic rock days. I could see one Maroon 5 song hooking me on the radio. My dad takes me to the mall and says, he'll buy me a cassette, and I opt yeah. for some Maroon 5 album. Sure. Yeah, I can see that, and I, I definitely see me coveting Adam Levine as the, first of all, the fact that his name is Levine and he's clearly Jewish, I would have felt some kinship with him. Hey, you know, skinny Jews can, can be hot. I want I, you know, I mean, look, I was never the boy who thought girls were icky. I mean, there was no time in my life I didn't dream of being a ladies' man, which is why, I'm, which is the main reason my life has been such a crushing disappointment. Um, so that's why the Tim Meadows movie is your favorite movie too. Uh, I would have wanted to be the sexiest man in the world, mm-hmm. according to People Magazine. Oh, side note, sorry, this is important. I gotta get this in somewhere. Several years ago, when Adam Levine was on the cover of um, People Magazine, Adam Levine, Sexiest Man Alive, I was in a CVS with my nephew Adam, who at the time I guess was ten, maybe eleven. And Adam looks at the cover of People magazine. It's the sexiest man alive, Adam Levine. His name is Adam Wyland, by the way, Adam Wyland. And Adam Wyland, 11 years old, looks at the cover of People magazine, and he says, they misspelled Wyland. Oh, man. <laughs> wow, what a smart ass, huh? Anyway, so the point is, yes, I think I would have liked this music because, like you, it would have felt like I'm supposed to like it. But I think I would have dropped it pretty quick. And I think once I found my sort of musical niche which in real life I did at age uh, 13 and a half, uh, I think I would have not had much use for it. 
Let me um, ask you, go back to the last name part, like you were saying, because this yeah. is something else that's interesting, is that, you know, there are a lot of Jews in music, there always have been, but they never identified yeah. as being Jewish. And, um, you know, now you have an age where a guy like Adam Levine comes out and he's a sex symbol. And, you know, I mean, yeah. he maybe he's not, a, he's not an ecumenical Jew, but he's, you know, he's a well, Jew but by, he, he's Jew by birth. But here's the difference. 40 years ago, he would have changed the name Levine, right? Now yes. it's a non-issue. Now yes. it's a non-issue. And that, I guess, that's progress. Right. It is yeah. progress. But the thing is, yeah. it's like you have a guy out here representing. That's got to mean something. I'm not saying that Jews are underrepresented in society, but... Um, you know, we Jews didn't have pop culture heroes that were sort of this 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 close to cool yeah, but there, stuff. But but there's nothing Jewish about him other than the name Levine. It, it sure. is such a small victory. The real victory would be if he were wearing a yarmulke. The real victory would be if he were open about. Uh, yeah, sorry, I can't tour during uh, the, the high, high holidays. High holidays, right? Yeah. I can't do a concert on the Shabbos. Other than not changing Levine. <laughs> I don't think Adam Levine is doing anything to represent for the Jews. And frankly, in American entertainment, we are far from a persecuted class. She will be loved. She will be loved. Noah Tarno, is this little skinny membrane of which tattoos have been painted a sign of the apocalypse? Look there on the TV screen. They're mass producing Adam Levine. Adam Levine gets sold and bought. We lick him up without a thought and count the days till we all rot in hellfire. He is. He is. This is mediocre. This is the sanding down of edges. And like simply the fact that it's that he is talented and it's. And it is craftily made, I think, gets in it, is that everything's been sold and bought. Everything's been commercialized. He's a widget. And, yeah, he's uh, a happy meal you know, toy. He's, he's, he's a he, well-designed, well-made widget. He is, if you will, the human equivalent of a Shopkin. <laughs> Is there is there going to be a is going to be a big floating mass of Adam Levines in the, in the cho- Pacific choking choking off aquatic life in the middle of the Pacific <laughs> for the next fifty you, years? You're saying in, in seagull stomachs they're finding Adam Levines yes. that are causing them yes. to die? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I it is you know it's weird. It's like uh, it just seems it's, it's there are horrible things that don't cause the apocalypse, but they do in fact choke up waterways. Or he's almost like a fatberg under London, like one of those things that's choking up the sewage system. Yeah, he's. Yeah. More like that than he is an end of the world. He's something that almost yeah. like kills a, su- a city's well, septic system. Well, but our question is not, is he ushering in the apocalypse? Our question is, is he a sign of the apocalypse? Yeah. You know? So and, I, I believe he is. Yeah, I, I'm going um, to opt on the side and no, just because it's so harmless. Really? Yeah, it's just, it's it, to me, it's like junk mail. You know, I go downstairs, I open the mailbox, yeah. I get a bunch of things that it, it's, but, you know, but I'm, getting, when, I'm getting shoe catalogs from things I never ordered for. When I'm junk getting, mail. Yeah becomes what everybody waits for in the mail every day. When junk mail becomes the most important and the most honored thing in mail, then junk mail is a sign of the apocalypse. I'm not saying the mere existence of Maroon 5 or even the mere success of Maroon 5 and Adam Levine is a sign of the apocalypse. I'm saying what what Electric Six is talking about, the ubiquity and the conquest 
on the part of Adam Levine is the sign of the apocalypse. Here's the apocalypse, and I fully give you permission to come to my house and smother me like Will Sampson in at the end of Cuckoo's Nest. If you hear me saying, oh, man, I can't wait for the next well, Adam then Levine we got, album. Then we got real problems. Then I want then you to push the pillow over my head, throw the sink through the window, and run through the backyard. There we go. Keep those symbols splashing, Nathaniel. <laughs> All right, boys! Yeah. The voice is my favorite show. It's got a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of... Yeah. Thank you. We'll be here all week. Try the fish. Is our hatred of all things Lavini rooted in jealousy? I, I, I can't imagine how it couldn't be because there's <laughs> – it, it, is, it is designed to make anonymous suburban uh, white males envious. The value is in the fact that he's a hustler getting ladies' phone numbers and smashing and things like that. Like that's the whole point. I mean there's no more topic to it. He's not uh, interrogating the universe. Uh, he's not talking to you about the Van Allen belt. His one thing is about crushing pussy on the rig. That's what all their songs are about. Uh, mm. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't say it in those terms. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. I don't but, think he's. You know, he's not Harvey Weinstein. He's not Bill Cosby. No, it's true. He's it's just, true. But it, the 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 thing is that there's still the the value and the text and the subtext and the the ur text and the intertextuality is all about hustling women. Is 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 sort of charming, romancing, boning down. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm defending him, but can you believe that all the pussies he crushed on the reg? Uh, belong to women who had a good time. and You know, when you say it like that, it, it takes the shine off of it. There are people like that. I you don't know. know. Who, like, you know who, when, who when, do that but respect women and everyone wins in the end. I mean, I don't know. Why am I bothering? His whole thing is trying to make me feel like, oh, look, don't you wish you were me? And it's like, yeah. well, you know, I mean, of course, there's this, there's this aesthetic thing that chubby middle-aged men feel where it's like, Jesus, I think I wish on some level that I was more attractive than I am. Now, I don't stay up at night wishing I was any of those things, but I, I think it's a component. It, 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 there's this thing that activates, this little bit of this flint banging two rocks together. It's trying to make sparks with you. You want to know if I'm jealous of Adam Levine? We're all waiting. I am incredibly jealous of Adam Levine. And, you know, for all the reasons you say, but for a few others. I would love to have the physical attractiveness of Adam Levine, totally. I mean, I said this before, I always want to be a ladies' man, and I, I've been a ladies' man in very, very brief fits and starts, so that's jealousy. I mean, that goes to the root of a lot of stuff. Um, and then being a quote-unquote entertainer myself, yeah, it's partly the unoriginality, the basicness of his shtick, uh, and that people think this is fun, and this is entertaining, and this is delightful. It just makes me go, why do I even bother? If wit equates to, oh, if I were a flavor of ice cream, I'd be cookies and cream because cookies and cream is the best. Like that's wit in the Adam Levine handbook. <laughs> and I just like, why did I even try? I'm not, uh, yeah, sure. I wanted to be the bad boy. I wanted to have the moves like Jagger. I wanted to look good in anything. And, and none of these things are, have ever been me beyond, you know, brief blips here and there. You know, you got the same slim build. You guys could fit in the same skinny pants. Uh, yeah, uh, I do not look like him with my shirt off. 
That's and true. That, the, the tattoos, the lack of tattoos on my chest are the least of it. Hey, you know what? He can't be buried in consecrated ground, so yes. you, got, you got that on him. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find past episodes of our show, look to iTunes, SoundCloud, yes. Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us email-wise at noahandbilldon'tgetit at gmail.com. Visit idontgetitpodcast.com. Uh, give us a review on iTunes. Look for me. On Twitter, at William Scurry, and I'm on YouTube at A.M. Caesar. Noah Tarno? Uh, I'm all about the Big Quiz Thing, BigQuizThing.com. Trivia events for corporate and private parties nationwide. Learn more, BigQuizThing.com. Uh, at BigQuizThing on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, I'm also at Noah Tarno. Uh, we're, we're getting into the home stretch of... Um, my 2017 karaoke marathon. I'm up to 339 songs, shooting for 400 by the end of the year to support the ACLU. That's huge, people. See? It's huge! It's huge. Well, rock and roll, my friend. Rock and roll. So we're going to hear some music on the way out and uh, just yes. to beat your drums into submission. So I think I think we get it. But we don't get it. But we do get it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2017.